Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Amen. And then we're going to read from Psalm 23, which is a familiar psalm to most of us. Uh, I'm going to read it starting at verse 1 in the New King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. I, I have to read that line again. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I got to keep reading. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I just want to take note here and let you know that David is writing. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to camp out in that valley. Just keep moving forward. Come on, somebody. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Man, I'm going to tell you, I have seen that happen over and over and over. Times where people have set themselves against me and the Lord just abundantly provides and loves me if I keep my heart oriented at him being my shepherd and my protector. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We just pray for a really short sermon in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. And a good one too. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about the journey. And I want to talk to you about the destination. Um, You know, it seems to be a a typical theme. You know, like we all are on a journey in a sense, a journey of life, right? And, And we all want, there's a destination I mean, like we feel like God's called us, and even as a church community, there's a destination, right? We've got, we're moving forward. We're, we're expanding our building. We have 21,000 square feet. We're going to move into the new sanctuary. We're going to grow. I mean, we have a destination. We have places that we feel God has called us to. Um, and I want to talk to you about having joy in the midst of the journey, because I feel like one of the things that the enemy does is that one of the first things, he'll try to rob us of the joy that we should have on the journey. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, I, I said this first service, I'm going to say it again, that if I was unsaved and unchurched, and I was in Wegmans uh, or Whole Foods, you know they're open at Whole Foods here? Do you guys like Whole Foods? Yeah. Would I be betraying Wegmans if I went to Whole Foods? 
I would? No, I wouldn't. I can celebrate diversity. Come on, somebody. There's some things you can get at Whole Foods you can't get at Wegmans, right? Um, or Aldi's. Who shops at Aldi's? Come on, somebody. Yeah. Whoa, we got some Aldi. Don't tell Wegmans. Betrayer of Wegmans. Hmm. If I was at the store or I'm at Starbucks and I'm doing my thing, someone walks up to me with a super somber religious face and says, I want to tell you about Jesus, and he just wants to save you from your sins and give you life and joy, and would you like to receive him into your life? I would be like, heck no, bro, not if you have Jesus. <laughs> like, how many know Christians should not be representing Jesus with somber religion? We need to get the joy back in the church. Listen, there's a time to weep, and sometimes in the presence of the Lord, we weep, and sometimes we don't even know why we're crying. I remember one of the first times I'm crying in church, and that nobody even said anything to me. I'm just, I'm overcome with the presence of God. It's so real. Like he's just revealing his love to me. And I feel like just God's, you know, healing balm is pouring into my heart. And I'm crying. Why are you crying? I don't know why I'm crying, man. I'm just crying. Like there is a time to weep in the presence of the Lord. But there's also a time to have joy. And, and sometimes we get so, so stuck on where we're headed and we're so focused on the destination, we miss the blessing and the joy on the journey. I, I'm reminded of, you know, the times that we've moved as a family. And uh, moving is up there with, like, you know, the, the most stressful things in life. And uh, I remember when we moved from Vegas to Rochester, uh, we said, the Lord called us here. We've been here two and a half years. So we're from Las Vegas. We pastored there for 11 years, those of you that don't know that. And um, we let pretty much sold it, almost everything and moved. And I remember, I'm, I, I still have to remind myself, the Lord called us here, you know, like when I'm walking through the slushy snow and I'm thinking like, okay, Lord, you called me here. So I, I, I think about like Isaiah chapter six, here am I, send me, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'm here, Lord, here am I, send me. And the other thing I think about though is when I get home, I've got to clean my Yeezys. Come on, somebody. Um, but we sold pretty much everything. We moved. And I, when we were watching, what's the movie, the Christmas movie, uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, there's a scene where he's on the phone and he's like, Rochester? Why Rochester? That was us. I, that vividly replays in my mind every winter. Come on. Come on, somebody. Uh, when, when we lived in Las Vegas, there was a place that we went to and uh, we would go to Arizona, and there's this place called Sedona. It's a beautiful place. And we would go as a family, go down there. One time we went down, and we decided to go hike in this, this place in Sedona. They said there's a stream, and it's refreshing. Sedona's a unique climate. It's, it could get snow, not like Rochester, but it does snow there. But it also is like desert. It's also like pine trees. It's very unique. There's also rattlesnakes, scorpions, and all those fun creatures that probably came about because the fall of man. They're satanic. Okay. So we go on a hike, and we're supposed to just walk a little ways. We've never been, There's a few different trails, but we want to get down to the stream. There's supposed to be, like, shade there. It's refreshing. We're going to swim and have a good time. And we're walking, and these two guys, young men, are walking. And we're like, hey, where's the stream? We're trying to go to the spot. He's like, oh, it's just about five minutes that way. And they point you know, to, to our right, to their left. So we walk, and, and we're like, don't see the stream. We're walking like 10 minutes. It's my wife, myself, and our five children. Yes, I have five children. Come on, somebody. I know I look really young. 
Nobody said amen. I quit. I, I'm done. I got to go. See ya. I'm getting a gray streak right here. And sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, Jesus, help me. I don't know what, what's going on. Y'all need to pray for reversal of age for me. I feel like there's an anointing for that. Come on. So is anyone in the house? You, I heard a preacher say one time, I'm working my way back to youth. And then he went even further. He said, I'm working my way back to sperm. A preacher said that when I first got saved. I'm like, oh my God, what kind of church is this? He really said that. John, I don't know. That's not prophetic, is it? No, it's, it wasn't John. It wasn't John. So I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, we want to get to the stream. We want to go down by the river. Stay in our van by the river. Come on, somebody. Sorry, it's an SNL. My, my, my brain just went somewhere else. I used to live in a van down by the river. It's another story. I won't talk about that now. But <laughs> I didn't really live in a van. Sorry, look it up on YouTube later, Chris Farley. So we're five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes. Where's the stream? Layla's running. We're all together. We realized we were so excited about getting to the destination, we actually wandered the wrong direction. Come to find out, not only were we going the wrong direction, but, you know, I'm stubborn. And I'm like, I know where we're going, you know. And we're like, you know, leading, Layla's running barefoot on this, this dirt path. She's not afraid of anything, you know, just trampling on serpents and scorpions with bare feet. And... Uh, and so two hours, we go, two hours. It felt like 40 years in the wilderness to us. Um, and we wandered. And I, I think about the scripture we just read, uh, Jesus saw, and they were like scattered sheep without a shepherd. And sometimes we get so excited and so set on the destination, we miss the glory and the blessing and the joy of the actual journey. Had we just listened, not to the jokers that pointed us the wrong direction, but had we listened closely, we would have heard the stream was right there. It was actually, instead of a four-hour detour or something like that, four-hour detour, four-hour tour, it was literally two minutes from where we were. And I believe God wants us to realize, first of all, there is joy in the midst of what we're in right now. In his presence is fullness of joy. I remember getting saved, healed, and delivered. I was 17 years old. And I remember the Lord just started giving me joy in the midst of what usually would just set me off in the wrong direction. I just began to laugh like, okay, Lord's going to do something through this. Like, God, I've seen you take what the enemy meant and you've turned it into a blessing. Like something about our perspective that I can have joy in the journey and celebrate in the midst of, like, our journey of wandering. Thankfully, it was with our family. And there's something about a church that we're moving together and we have to make sure that we're led by the shepherd Jesus who wants to gather us, keep us unified, and lead us by the still waters. Man, there's so many times in life I feel like my destination was delayed. And it's usually because I wasn't listening to his voice. There's a scripture in Psalm 46. So powerful. And I want to read it to you. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Come on. 
Man, there is, it's the fruit of the Spirit, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Yes, there's a time in the presence of God to be overcome and weep, and, but there's also a time where like, you can laugh, you can have a good time. Listen, sometimes joy comes when you just go take your family to the movies. You know, Go to dinner, hang out with some brothers or sisters, and just connect, sit at a table and laugh together. Open your heart and let the walls come down. There's something about eating and drinking, even Paul said, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. There's something about being in the presence of the Lord and aware that we're in his presence and he's in us and we can have joy in the midst of any circumstance. The scripture says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. It says the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her just at the break of dawn. Come on, somebody. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Something so beautiful in connection with what we were honored to do by commissioning and and really just uh, publicly, you know, appointing our pastoral care team that Jesus being our chief shepherd, you know, we read the scripture in Matthew chapter 9, and as a people, and even as a leader, like even as a senior leader, a senior pastor, like my primary gift is not pastoral, um, but my gifting, my gift mix, I should always have the heart of a shepherd, as should every single believer who represents Jesus. I love the, the, the part of Matthew 9 we read where he saw the people, and he was moved with compassion. And something happens internally when we realize that we have to stop and look what's right in front of us, and we can have joy in the midst. Even if we feel like we're not where God has called us, we haven't hit the arrival yet, but it's possible the delay is because we are not listening to him, and we're not moving with him, who is the chief shepherd. And I want to read a scripture in Revelation chapter 7 uh, that just ties all of this together. And I, um, to finish the story, so we, we ended up, you know, wandering, going back. And then we realized that those two kids who said, oh, it's just five minutes that way. Uh, you know, it's kind of rude. I, I look back and I'm like, I, I sure would love to just lay hands on those kids and pray for them. Um, if you know what I'm saying, bro, you know. How many scrappers in the room that the Lord delivered you from... You know what I'm talking about. Is that Dane back there, bro? You got my back, right? Okay, just making sure. Because if we're you know, ever somewhere and somebody gets squirrely, I just want to make sure you got my back. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I'm like, these kids sent a family of seven and a four-year-old leading the pack barefoot out in the wilderness. One of the revelations is that the stream was right there. There was shade right there. There was refreshing right there. Some of us think that our destination is so far off, but listen, if we are enjoying and stewarding and aware of the presence of God and the reality that he's with us, that he's upon us as a church family, come on, that he's moving in our midst. It's not every church and you don't, like, you don't experience worship like this and preaching like this too, right? Come on, somebody. Everywhere you go. God is doing something in the house. 
And when we're aware of it and we orient our hearts in the right direction, it's like, oh, man, the stream is right here and we're in it. And it's a river of joy and a river of love and a river of grace. And we can have grace. And listen, those two dudes that send me the wrong way, God bless them. Lord, forgive them. I don't want to lay hands on them unless it's to pray for them. Maybe just once. But there is grace in the midst of the journey when you're weary. Just listen. The Lord is our shepherd and he causes us to rest. He causes us to, to lie down by uh, by the still waters. Can you say amen? And this is what John is saying here. It's like the language of the Old Testament, which by the way, God being a ch- shepherd in the Psalms is the minority of metaphors used to describe God. It's actually a minority of metaphors to call him father in the Old Testament. It's only mentioned like 16 times, only a couple in the, in the Psalms. And Jesus uses this. He says, I am the good shepherd. Most of the language of the Old Testament Psalms are the psalteries. It's like the Lord's a refuge. The Lord's a strong tower. And it's like you're in a war zone and you've got to escape. But this language is different. It's like, no, the lamb is gently leading us. He is our shepherd and our comforter. He's got our backs. He's going to provide for us. You know, the early church for the first few centuries, they didn't have like crosses that they worshiped towards. They didn't orient and they're worshiping and looking at a cross. A cross was a curse. A cross was a barbaric form of death penalty. It would be like us worshiping and then there's this picture of an electric chair and they're remembering that their Messiah was crucified or they're remembering the death of their Messiah. They're worshiping the one who conquered death in his death and was raised. But we don't realize that the, the picture of Jesus being a shepherd was some of the most early iconic uh, like displays of our Lord. It was him with the big sheep on his back. He's the one who carries us. He is the good shepherd. And look what John says in closing. For the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. What a promise. Jesus wants to lead us to living water. You might be in here and you're like, I am tired of fighting this battle. I'm tired of wandering. The shepherd's calling you home. The shepherd is gathering you together into a family and he's leading you by the still waters. Where there's shade, there's refreshing, and there's a place to have a good time with the people of God. There's joy. There, there is a river of joy in the city of our God. John says, their lamb in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the fountains of living waters. And here's what he says. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. God is so good. There's something about just being aware that he's with us, that he's for us, that he's present. And he is our shepherd. He loves us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I saw a prophetic picture, and this is probably for more than one person. But I saw this for you, young man. I don't know if I've met you before. Is it okay if I just pray for you real quick? I saw a picture of a boxing ring 
and I saw this, you're fighting, and you probably, probably a scrapper, I don't know, you look, you look pretty tough, but in the picture, you were kind of losing the battle. It wasn't literal, it was a picture of your life, and sometimes we're in the, the, the realm of fighting in life, and fighting things, and we feel like we're losing the battle, but I saw you go to the corner like the end of a round, and in, in your corner was Jesus. Jesus is in your corner. And he didn't just give you a little pep talk. Say, all right, man, you can do this. It's okay. Yeah, I know it sucks, man. Sometimes you throw some punches, you miss, you get hit. No, he said, hey, I want you to just rest right here. I got this. And you stayed right there. And then Jesus turns around. One, two, bam, KO. The things that the enemy has tried to bring against your life Jesus is fighting your battles. There are chains breaking and there are burdens lifting. And his love for you, he looks at you, you're in the corner, you've been fighting, you feel like you're at a loss. He says, I got you. I love you. And I don't know if it's just for you, there might be other people you feel like, I don't know who's in my corner. Have you ever felt like there's, there's nobody in my corner? Jesus is in your corner. And I'm in your corner. And there's people all around you that are in your corner. And guess what? You don't have to fight this battle. It's the Lord's. Let him lead you by still waters. Don't wander anymore in the desert. Your destination is not as far as you think. Because even if it's not where you want to be, you can have joy in the presence of the Lord. And there's shade there. And there's comfort there, and there's peace, there's freedom, there's life. I pray that blessing over you. Listen, I'm telling you right now, this is for more than one person in the room. And, and a matter of fact, close your eyes right now if you would, please. I don't often give prophetic words like that, but the Lord just arrested my heart. The battle is the Lord's. Close your eyes and just, will you take a moment and just say, Jesus, I want to hear your voice. Abdullah, that word's for you. I love you, man. If you're in this place and you're ready to rest and let Jesus fight your battles, lift up your hand to the Lord. Come on, just, just before him. People's eyes are closed. Just lift up your hand to the Lord. Hands going up all over the room. I want you to stand up if you lifted your hand. Keep your eyes closed. Just stay in an attitude of prayer. If you lifted your hand, stand up. Stand up right where you're at. Say, I'm ready to let the Lord fight my battles. Some battles we just, we're not meant to fight. There's a river that makes glad the city of our God. Lord, I pray for refreshing every person that's standing Listen, I'm preaching to myself up here. There's times I want to throw in the towel. Jesus is like, no, 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 I got you. I'm not just giving you a pep talk. Let me handle this. Let me vindicate you. I'm your friend that sticks closer than a brother. So I break every lie off of you.
And I pray that you would see that he's got this. Let him KO, let him knock the enemy out. He is not getting up. It's on. We serve a God. The Lord is a warrior. He has warring angels that go before us and surround us. It's all going to be okay. The Lord says, I got this. I'll vindicate you. I'll protect you. And I'm with you. (laughs) I love the scripture. It says he even put on display public spectacle. Disarm the enemy, principalities and powers. Lord, we thank you. We receive your love right now. Would you lift your hands? If you're standing up, just lift your hands and say, I receive. Lead me by the still waters, Lord. Thank you for your presence. I pray a blessing and the comfort and the care of the shepherd over us. We yield to you. You're gathering us and uniting us. And you're leading us where we need to go. So we say yes. And we're excited about the journey. We will have joy. Even if it feels like we're (laughs) going the wrong direction. You lead us right. You lead us right, Lord. And it's not far. It's not far. The stream's right here. The shade's right here. It's in your presence. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message. And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.